This is the Water Boys Podcast presented by Crossing Broad. Hello, everybody. I am Coach Gary. With me, as always, Mr. Kyle Pagan. And let me be the first to welcome you to the greatest holiday weekend there ever is, Memorial Day weekend. I don't care. You can keep your Christmas. You can keep your Labor Day. You keep your 4th of July. Hot take Memorial Day. Best holiday of the year. because it's the Over Christmas? The summer. Oh, no, no, no. Actual holiday, Christmas. Holiday weekend, Memorial Day. I mean, come on. It's the official start of summer. Is it your top five holidays? Yes. Okay. If Where's I had fall? to, if I had to rank it, hold on, I can do this. Christmas, Memorial Day, Labor wow. Day, the Fourth of July, Thanksgiving. You have Memorial Day coming second. Yeah, I mean, you get the whole weekend. It's the start of the summer. It's still nice out. It's not humid like it is on Labor Day and Fourth of July. Usually, you have great weather. If it doesn't rain, you have a hell of a time. The shore's officially back. You, you can't beat it. And as an adult, if you're working, if you're working in corporate America, you haven't had a long weekend given to you by your company since the first of January. Okay. Memorial Day is the official start of hot boy season. We're back. That's, that's a strong two seat. That's that's Patrick Mahomes and the fellas not yeah. having a good regular season and going all the way to the Super Bowl. Let me tell you something. If if you come up here with first of all, if Christmas is not your number one, either you're Jewish or you just hate like love and family so and you know jewish people have seven crazy or eight crazy nights so they have just as good as a holiday and i bet you if you talk to someone jewish they would pick hanukkah and then memorial day because you just can't beat memorial day do you think 10 years ago gary would have new year's eve in his top five no no i'm never a new year's eve guy never even when you're younger it's an indoor thing like it's an indoor thing I, i mean listen i love the cold weather we established that last week I remember staying up late with my friends. You, you throw on the floodlights. You could play football all the way till midnight. You watch the ball drop. Go to sleep. You know, it's just, an, I mean, once you get past 21, it's just another night of drinking till 3 a.m. So it's all it is. 24, 25, I would say. But okay, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think in Philadelphia, you have to give, and you're a New Jersey guy, I think you have to give the proper respects to New Year's Day. Well, Mummers, it's a Mummers thing. I have some yeah, great, yeah, great I've never been to the Mummers play. play, so yeah, I mean, I, I got you on that. But like, you know, Memorial Day weekend, I'm a Jersey guy. It's the short, it's the beginning of shore season. So, I mean, Do you, you hate the Pennsylvania people. Do you consider us shoobies? No, and, and I'll tell you what. As I've met uh, I, since me and you started the podcast years back, and I've talked to people from Pennsylvania. They really do a very good job of isolating themselves to Seattle City and Wildwood. They they just <laughs> they literally just go to those two places and the rich ones go to Avalon and they just they stay on their southern part of the island. I'm up in LBI having a great time. Cool. Nice. Yeah. And listen, I've I've been to Seattle. I just don't get it. I, I think it's just because you're a Seattle guy and I'm an LBI guy. There's great bars in LBI. There's obviously great bars in Seattle City as well. So it's funny, hate. it's like it's like Sea Isle was probably my first love because it was the first one I really went to when I was 21. If I would have Ocean LBI, City is my is my is my true love. But Maryland or New Jersey, New Jersey, Maryland doesn't count. It's dry, town. but I that's what I'm saying. It's a dry town. So once you get over the age of like not wanting to spend forty dollars to ride the roller coaster, which I did when I was drinking, you know, like it just kind of loses its luster. Now that I'm a father, I'm assuming that Ocean City will come back because it's very family friendly. But you just can't beat Ocean City has the best boardwalk. You can't beat it. It's like growing up, going to Brigantine next to Atlantic City before you're 21. Yeah, it's exactly right. Now I just go up. I go up the islands, go to LBI, great clam chowder, 
great bars, great beaches. I actually would say some of the greatest beaches because they're not overly long. You're right there. They have the drop off. So there's higher waves. And if it's high tide, you're boogie boarding season. Bobby, uh, bodyboarding and boogie board season is big time. I didn't know LBI had good ways. Oh, great ways because they have the drop off, drops off, and there's a sandbar out sandbar? there. Sandbar? Yeah, big sandbar. It's great. Watch it's great. The sandbar, please. Watch the sandbar, please. But I'll never hate on the southern New Jersey towns. And you know, the you Pennsylvania people go ahead and enjoy yeah. it down there. You're paying our tolls and you have to pay back to go to your own state. So it's fine. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to Pennsylvania. Take five bucks. <laughs> All right. All right. That's good. That's good Memorial Day talk right there. Anyway, we'll we'll circle back to Memorial Day. A lot of news with the Philadelphia Eagles. Last week we touched on James Bradbury, the very good offseason from Howie Roseman. And now an article from Marcus Hayes comes out this week talking about Howie Roseman's new power, maybe autonomy, surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll let Kyle expand on a little bit more, but I'm gonna give my take up front. Howie Roseman should have full control of the Philadelphia Eagles. Kyle, go. Wow. I mean, this is a very pro Howie podcast, so I it don't is. think anyone that's a that's a uh, a listener, even a casual listener, will think that is crazy for you to say that Howie should have full control. Now, as a pro Howie individual, I'm actually a little worried. I think Howie has too much control. Can I can I can I tell you Hit why? Me with some facts. Okay. We haven't won ten games in four seasons since the Super Bowl. Okay. Been to the playoffs three out of four years, so I will concede that one was a very bad division one of those years. At the end of the season, most likely, nobody from the 2019 draft will still be on this team. It's Miles Sanders, Andre Dillard, and uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Yeah. Only picked five five guys. All right. You know, Clayton I Thorson. Concede, I can see that one, too. The best player from the 2020 draft is Jalen Hurts. He might not be on this team next year. Samalu. Only player on this team from the 2016 draft. Derek Barnett, only player on this team from the 2017 draft. Okay. They're He's a great all... accountant. Where, where's Derek, has... where's Dallas Goddard? Where's Dallas Goddard and all this? 18. 18. Okay. 18 was um, a good draft. 18 was a good draft. Look, uh, you, you, I've I've been very upfront that Howie's not a great um, drafter. I feel like he's gotten better in the last two years. Um and when you talk about guys who are on the roster, I mean, there's there's there was late round picks that panned out to be good players. I know, you know, Rasul Douglas got a big deal with the Packers, but he never worked out here. Jalen Mills was a steal, an absolute steal. They got him in the mm-hmm. sixth or seventh round. Um, and Andre Dillard, I just is 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 a, I think a victim of circumstance. He got injured, never got his job back. I I still think when he plays, he's a serviceable left tackle, and I think he has trade value, and I don't think he'll be on the team this year. But he's not a first-round pick. He is a first-round pick. But he's, he's not. He doesn't live up to a first-round pick. I mean, he never got it. He, he he legitimately just never got a shot. He kind of got a shot. He got, he got but he, But when he played in left tackle, he was fine. They put yes, him on. He also they got put him beat out by a seventh-rounder or sixth-rounder. No, like he mean, got the same. He's he a man. The, he got the same exact even more reps, the same coaching, the same training, injuries or not. Jordan Mailata was was injured as mm-hmm. well, learning the game. He had a leg up on Jordan Mailata. And he injured. I'm using air quotes here. They they put him on IR two years in a row, if I if I recall correctly. He was injured, so they didn't have to cut him, and they could just work with him. No, I, listen, I, he, mark my words. Andre Diller will be a starter in the NFL for a decent amount of years. I I, I think that's in his future. How many years is Andre is Andre Diller going to start? Over, not, under, 
four and a half. Are we talking about Andre Dillard for the still rest of his career? For the rest of his career, does it have to be an Eagle? No, no. Yeah, he'll over four and a half. I would take that all. Twenty twenty seven. Andre Dillard is still in the league. Yeah, I think he. Uh, yeah, I, I actually do think he's a serviceable left tackle in the NFL. Okay, he might be a I just journeyman. Feel like people, I just feel like a team would go would would come out and and, and try to grab him. For, and I think the Eagles will be willing to shed him. I mean, obviously, I we have they, no inside I think they'd be willing to trade him. There's really not that much tape on him either. But I, every time he's played, he's not been noticeable unless he played was right, unless he was playing right tackle. That's all you want your lineman to do, to be invisible. I, I just really feel like this was just a really big Howie patting himself on the back. You know, <laughs> he's hard. He's rock hard. He's given this yeah. to Marcus Hayes because he's not going to give it to Jeff McLean. They're enemies. They don't like each other since the fingerless gloves comment. Um, <laughs> all, all time showdown. And then you have this quote in, in the, it's an all time showdown. It, it I really, I, could, I always forget about it. When he just, when they flashed to Jeff McLean and the fingerless gloves, like he was just hanging out with homeless people in FDR park, uh, like <laughs> warming his hands over a trash can before coming in. It's an all time video that I wish got more pub. I will, I will keep it alive as long yeah, as I you make sure you keep that up. alive. But there's this quote in the in the article from Marcus Hayes. I mean, it's like in 2019, Douglas, Joe Douglas, loved polished tackle Andre Dillard, a high character pedigreed prospect whom the Eagles picked, blah, blah, blah. As it turned out, Dillard was nowhere near ready for the demands of the NFL. He started nine games in three years. In 2020, Eagles coaches loved Mercurial Jalen Rager, as did Lurie, who'd become enamored of raw speed in the wake of the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Uh, but Eagles scouts preferred prolific pass catcher Justin Jefferson. Roseman went with the coaches and the owner. And then they, they quote it from, a, from an anonymous source, a former Eagles employee, saying that's the one that did it. So in 2021, Roseman loved Smith from the beginning. He traded up and got him. I believe this. I believe all of this. There's been too many reports that uh, Lori loved Jalen Rager. He admitted uh, to it as well, I believe. Yeah. I And he did the same thing with Ortega Whiteside. He loved him. And the one thing that, that kills me about, um, you know, when people are like, oh, my God, he makes the contested catches. That's who you want to go. You know, if you're making contested catches, you're not getting separation. And that's not a good thing in college. And that's why I didn't like Drake London this year. If you're not getting separation in college and you're making contested catches, that means you simply just don't have the foot speed, hip speed, hand speed, jumping ability to create separation. If you're making contested catches in the NFL, you're playing against the greatest athletes in the world. Yeah. Also depends on, you know, who your coach is. I mean, remember the knock on Rager was like he couldn't get separation. They were like, oh, no, but his quarterback sucked. Well, now we understand Dude, that. Like, uh, the 94 WIP, the midday show, had his coach on like the day after he was drafted. And the coach was like, yeah, he's all right. Like he was not a, not a very good review of Jalen Rager when he came in the NFL. He's like, oh, he's got a lot of work to do. And I was like, whoo, you're getting doxxed by your own coach. I just, I just get worried because now I'm like Howie is is just on this like, but and what? he deserve, and I said it, he deserves to be. He's on this just we something like we've never seen before. Even but I'm what, talking even dream team. What's to worry about? Because if the last two years are an indication of what he has the ability to do, and you would take the last two off seasons, wouldn't you? So now, yeah, yeah I would. So now that he's just drafting SEC guys, we're supposed to just hand the yeah. full keys. Over to him. Yeah, he learned how to draft it. from the best. Dude, he's been here forever. League. He's he's given oh. us the greatest the greatest era of Eagles football of all time. We we've only won 
We're the, we're the we've won the fourteenth most games in the last ten years. If you go back to the Joe Banner level or era and say, "Hey, it was the greatest era of Eagles football," which listen, uh, sentimentally, yeah, I would agree. They never won. They never won anything, and it, it'll transition well into our next thing because the Eagles are massive in Ghana because the Eagles couldn't win. They've clothed the people of Ghana for years with their with their NFC Championship runner up jerseys or whatever they send over there. But listen. I- I know. Look, Kyle, we've we've said this multiple, multiple times. Me and you are very spoiled Eagles fans. We've rarely yeah. seen very bad football. It's been a year or two of mediocre, a year a year of bad, and r- kind of right back to contention again. So, I for for my money, I would give Howie Roseman the keys for the next two to three years and let him see and let him see where he lands it. And this is Gary with the goggles off. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think he's kind of earned it at this point. If this is him, if this is true, let's say it's 100% true, and he's over here saying, this is my fucking team, I'm making the picks, I'm managing the cap, and I'm putting the best players in a position where I think they could win, maybe with a little bit of help from his scouts, fine. Give me, give me a, give me a true answer on what how he really is because there's always been these little spies. There's the Chip Kelly, there's the Jeffrey Lorries, there's the Doug Peterson involvement. For once, it seems like Sirianni just wants to coach ball because it's all he says. He wants dog mentality and coach ball, and how he wants to put together a good team on the field with great cap space. I'm fine with it for the next few years. Let's see what happens, and then I just, maybe maybe we'll get a real answer. Maybe he does suck. I thought we got that real answer in 2019, but what I'm really saying is like, I just, you know, I, I, I'm a guy who enjoys a lot of collaboration. You know, I like to collaborate with you. I like to collaborate with the guys over at Crossing Broad. I just get worried, you know, is it Alec Hallaby? Is it Jeff Stoutland that I always listen into? Because he did say in the, the Alec Hallaby should be fired. Why? Because Because you don't like nerds. No, it's just (laughs) because I feel like he fucked up big time and someone threw him over to the bus to get fired. Well, it was, I would kill to see the uh, security footage of Doug just undressing him in the oh, uh, Novacare complex. But I just get worried because it's like, is it going to be, hey, you know, Andy Wydell, he's on a short list for the Steelers right now. Uh, Take what's him. his face? The guy who shrugged uh, Howie last year. Uh, Tom Donahue, he got axed. Andy Weidel's, uh cousin or brother or somebody got axed as well. Is it like, Take is, it, is it Howie's road? Is it Howie's way or the highway? Like, yeah, I think it, I think that's like the kind of the point. I think if you're an executive of the NFL, it's, you watch out for number one. And that I have no problem with watching out for number one. I just, you know, I I, I would like to see the next two to three years of Eagles football be successful and not be you know brought down because this guy's got an axe to grind if someone goes against him or he's just hiring. <laughs> he's or he's just hiring. Uh, he is vindictive. He is. How can he not is, be? He got he got put. In like a room. Yeah, but he got that guy taken out of here. And I'm pretty sure who was the who was the guy that was like Chip's advisor. Do you remember his name? No. That that uh, I, they I don't fired him for those three years. They fired him, pissed Chip off big time. I don't um, remember his name. I just get you know, I get worried. I, I get worried that you know how he's just it's it's gonna be uh he's not a Howie guy, so we're not gonna listen to him, and then we're missing out on, you know, the next great prospect. But yeah. Pro Howie still, still pro Howie. I'm I'm fine with Howie having the keys to the kingdom right now. King in the castle, king, king in the, in castle. the castle, king in the castle. Let's talk about other things. Uh, Howie may be the king of the king of Ghana. The Eagles have a market share in Ghana, the highest 
it was a five-year partnership or something like that. You're explaining to me they're very big in Africa, huge yeah. in Africa. They've been clothing huge. the kids over there since 2000 um, with their runner-up T-shirts and and one Super Bowl runner-up T-shirt. So it's true. Good for them. Um, yeah. and that's probably why their market share is so high over there because they've literally been sending T-shirts for five, six years in a row. I mean, what was it? Four years in a row. They years, got 2008. three years in a row. They got NFC Championship T-shirts that were fake, and then for this fourth year. In a row, they got a Super Bowl runner-up T-shirt. Not even a runner-up, just champion that was was false. 2008, they got those. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they had, like... I mean, the Falcons have probably have a pretty good market share over there as well. They're probably number two. <laughs> probably the birds battling for Africa right now. The Rams are probably up there. The 49ers. The Rams are up there. Trying to think who else. The Giants were in a couple Super Bowls. They all won they them, won though, besides though. the one 2000. Yeah. Uh, Anyone I mean, the, the Eagles Broncos? have been clothing the underprivileged children of Africa for a better part of two decades. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, so and they're all anyone that doesn't know is they signed a, a overseas market partnership for the next five years. New Zealand, Australia, and Ghana. The first mm, NFL yep. team to be in the African market. So they're going to be running camps over there, going to be marketing materials over there. I don't know if they still do the Duncan uh, dollar coffees after a win. I don't think they do anymore. Oh, they don't do them anymore, and it was the best. It would be awesome. They did it over in Ghana. They just opened up a Duncan. I don't know if anyone just saw that. My dog moved, scared the living shit out of me. I forgot he was <laughs> really? there. Really? I've been watching, I've been watching I the dog the whole time. Completely forgot he was there. <laughs> so a lot of these um, partnerships, you know, like uh, I, I don't know who's in Germany, but there are teams in Germany. A yeah. couple of teams are going over to Germany this year and playing. Yeah, I was going to say, there's games in Germany this year, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there Berlin. might be, and there's been games in Mexico. In the next five years, are we going to have a game in Ghana? No, there's no way. I was looking up the stadiums. I mean, the national team is pretty good. Uh -huh. They're always in yeah. the work. They're always in the World <laughs> Cup. Yeah, they are always in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles fans can handle it, because you know how many vaccines you need to go to Africa? <laughs> we live in a world right now of... Uh, you know, people questioning vaccines need a lot of vaccines. To go to Africa. I don't think I don't think the Eagles fans can handle it. Got to ask your probation officer if you can go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, malaria sounds flights? made up. Do they have <laughs> the West Nile virus? What's that? They don't. Do they have direct flights over there? We have a monkeypox outbreak. That's where it comes from. Um, Shout out us, by the way, being two and oh, well, one and oh on pandemics called. If monkeypox becomes a real thing, we're two and oh. The FDA or whatever it is, what is it, CDC, should really yeah. start consulting us and our big brains. Yeah, stop having sex and raves. All right, let's cure, let's cure uh, the monkeypox. Yeah. All right, yeah, we let's just got out of monkeypox. Just got out of a here. pandemic. Don't um, touch people with the pox. The thing is with with Ghana is, could you imagine like the the guy with the um with the fanatic around? <laughs> yeah, his belly button getting yeah. off the plane. Just I mean, they would think aliens covered like, in mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like cover Winkler and bees. It's just, it's just the big guy just covered in mosquitoes. They would think aliens landed if yeah. a bunch of Eagles fans got off the plane. Now, from what I understand, I was looking at the socioeconomics of Ghana. I believe it's one of the more richer countries in Africa. Mm -hmm. So I think they think they're a little bit about. less of a third world country, more maybe more of a second world country. I don't know the act, the exact definition. And uh, if I'm wrong on any of that, just blame UMass for uh, not educating me correctly. Um, but no, they'll, they'll, they would never play a game in Ghana. One, uh, I think there's too much risk involved with, you know, 
there, there's just no, I mean, Matisse Thibel definitely can't play over there. He's not vaccinated. And on top of that, like the travel is just so high. I mean, you would have to, yeah. you would have to, you would have to take, take another team from the East coast and it would have to not be an Eagles home game because if the, they took an Eagles home game away from the city of Philadelphia, I think there'd be riots to go to Ghana. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, seriously, when they played in LA, that was Jacksonville's. Away. I mean, I'm sorry. When they played in uh, London, that was Jacksonville's away game, not ours or yeah. home game, not ours. That, I think, I think they know they wouldn't take home games away from, I'll say it, blue blood NFL teams. We have we have a franchise in a city that cares too much for them to take a home game away from us. What do you think a flight to Ghana? How long do you think it takes? Okay, I don't know. My uh, my I you know Mr. Rec, uh, Mr. Rector Mr. Repture Mr. Repture would be upset with me. He was my world cultures teacher senior year. I don't know where Ghana is, but I'm gonna go ahead and guess. <laughs> It's in Africa, you know. I that. know it's in Africa. I'm okay, trying okay. to think if it's north, south, central. I think central. It's west. Like I'll give you that. Western it's west. Africa. Whew. Okay, give me fifteen and a half hours. No, see, I and, thought so okay. too. Ten and a half, not terrible. That's st- I mean, it's like two Londons. Two Londons, yeah. There's no team would, in Hawaii. No, I mean, what's the flight there? I've never been to Hawaii. From I think here, it's eight hours to Hawaii. So you're going to two more hours. Two more hours. I mean, you Don't get a bye week working. coming back. Yeah, no, I'm out on the Ghana game. Out on Ghana game. All right, well, I'm doing. If there's a Ghana game, I'm doing man on the street in Ghana. Go for it, man on the path. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, that was mean. Man on the dirt. Man, no, that was really mean. I love that. No, 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 it's a, it's a second world country. Remember that. It's a second world country. Ghana. We, we established world Ghana's country, a little bit richer. Blame UMass. And we're not. We're not talking about Sierra Leone here. We're talking yeah. about Ghana. Would you? Would you go? Would I go to Africa? Oh, I'd go to Africa. Oh, I'd go to Africa. Are you kidding me? Safari? You're going to see. I'm going to be one of those guys that go in the news for shooting big game. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I feel like that. I would get a text message with you like next to a line. I like, shot a not. deer one time and I had to go up and shoot it again. It was the most traumatic experience <laughs> of my life. I've never shot a deer again in my life. I couldn't okay. shoot a big animal. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I literally couldn't do it. Um, No, I, I would go if. Look, I have no problem getting vaccinated. I think everyone should get vaccinated. This is my little PSA. I'm standing on my soapbox soliloquy right now, so get your vaccines. Um, I would go. I would go. I'd love to see Africa. I feel like it would be nothing. I'd meet up with Chris Long. I'd probably climb Mount Kilimanjaro in a day. No big That's deal. That's true. That's so, true. Yeah. Okay. There's That's no way. Idea. There's just no way Like it takes that much physical exertion to climb one of the world's tallest mountains. It's 45-degree angle all the way up. I got that in my sleep. It would be awesome. I mean – they would have to fly in thousands of Bud Lights. Obviously, the NFL would do it yeah. because they are a Bud Light partner. But, I mean, could you imagine the stories that would come out of Ghana of people, of Eagles fans, that are just like, we've never seen anything like it. The the prime minister or, or king or governor or whatever the hell they call him <laughs> over there yeah. of Ghana has it's to just king release of Ghana. a statement. Can we just call him a king? <laughs> yeah, we'll call the king of Ghana. Let's call he just has king. to release a statement to the people being like, do not feed the Eagles fans, please, for the love of God. Uh, what would be the worst gonna, team? I'm not going to make it. Yeah. What would be the worst team to like follow with them? Like who's just a trash fan base like ours? Trash fan base. I mean that with the most endearing. The Giants. Uh, 
Oh, hold on. It would be Dallas because you can bring all the Northeast Philadelphia scumbag Giants fans that root for them <laughs> over with you. They get them in a whole charter flight and bring them over. And even the people of Ghana be like, God, these people suck. Have you, you been? They, they'd be like, I've been to Africa, still haven't been to Dallas. <laughs> Could you imagine if you're a Cowboys fan? If you're a Cowboys fan that lives in the greater Philadelphia area, you are literally the scum of this earth. You are the worst person that exists. Like, how you live with yourself day in and day out. Like, when you look in the mirror every day brushing your teeth, you should think to myself, why am I alive? Because you are such a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I regret none of that. Could you imagine WIP... And they get they keep Angelo on for another year. Him just oh. setting up in in the in the capital of Ghana. Like you want to talk, wanna talk about aliens? They they think aliens land. Send the WIP morning crew over there. They infiltrate Ghana. The kids in the streets are fighting over Minshew versus Hertz. Families are divided. Houses are coming down. Yeah, because of Angelo Cataldi on the ninety four one morning show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I don't want to say anything mean about a legend, but sure, he can go to Africa. Oh my God! I, hey, listen, shout out to shout out to Ghana. I'm happy you guys are. Uh, well, you never won the World Cup, so you understand what heartbreak is like. We kicked your ass in, I think, '06. Never won either. Yeah. Um, speaking of Africa, your team, your town, your Philadelphia 76ers voted. Dogs back. Um, <laughs> voted uh, the most valuable Philadelphian. Mr. Joel Embiid. I mean, is that just... I mean, here's what I got to say about city council. I don't like city councils. I don't like any kind of councils, whatever city you're in. I really don't. I don't like homeowners associations. I don't like associations in general. I don't like PTAs. Um, You're just anti-establishment. Yeah. I just... The MVP was like a 48-hour conversation. These people waited like a week and a half. No, it wasn't. I mean, you were sad about it on here for three months. No, I wasn't. I was sad on here for about it for two... No, when it... No. I already... No, no, I knew it was going to be announced that he wasn't going to win the MVP. I was you sad, were about, sad the about it the whole time. Though. I was sad oh, about the first team okay. All NBA, Gary. Every time we brought up the Sixers, you were sad. You were sad, Kyle, talking about the Sixers all year. Well, why didn't you leave? Why didn't you set me up to be happy? Because there's nothing to be happy about with that team. No, there's not. But I mean, you could at least <laughs> tried. Uh, no, I haven't even watched the game. How can I try and convince you they're good? I don't know. But like the thing ha- that happened was like. After it was announced, it was like a 48-hour conversation. You get your jokes off about Nikola Jokic, blah, blah, blah. Here comes city council trying to do something. You know, we got insane things going on in Philadelphia right now. Potholes everywhere. And, we're, we, you know, I know it only took him like five minutes to announce that Joel Embiid is the most valuable Philadelphian. But it's just, it's just, shut up. Yeah, it's, uh, it was pathetic. Now, if most valuable Philadelphian is available for, um, if if we're debating on who should have it, I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you should win it because Thank you, you used you used your platform to save the citizens of Philadelphia money on mystery meat. <laughs> mystery meat is probably the perfect way to put it. And you know what? This is the first time I think I've ever used my platform for good, and it was for cheap meat for dollar dog <laughs> nights for people to get even fatter and their cholesterol to get higher. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. I th- I think it's uh. I think it's noble what you did for the people. And I, I don't think you should stop here. I think you should take this to the Capitol Hill. I think you should watch, wa- uh, march on Washington. Oh, and, you want me to storm and, the Capitol? No, no, no. I did not say that. 
Oh. I, th- I said you should march on Washington and demand all 30 MLB stadiums have dollar dog night at least once a month. I agree 100%. You want to get people in seats? You want to get butts in seats? You give you give them dollar dogs so that people can then spend $15 on a cheap beer. That's yeah, the only it, way to financially justify it. It's I think, why I, I'm going broke on the Sunday package. I mean, me and you did the quick math on um, – a pack of eight hot dogs is around or about four bucks. That's 50 cents a dog. They're, you know, Amarax probably selling it to the Phillies at wholesale what, for who, what, who's Aramac? I'm sorry. Aramac? Aramac? Aramac. Yeah. I don't know what I said the first time. It's like monkey. Aramark. Aramark. Okay. Aramac. Uh, Aramark. It's Aramark. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Aramark. You hear about this? You hear about this company, Aramark? Um, anyway. They're probably selling it wholesale to the affiliates for about like twenty six cents. They're selling it for a dollar. It's eighty cents a dog. That's a hell yeah. of a markup. It's a profit. Making eighty percent on your well, yeah, eighty percent. I guess sixty percent. But don't don't test my math on that. But it's a no brainer for everybody. It really is. It's, I mean, it's it's gas I, prices. Come on, just give us I, a dollar dog. I had people calling me heroes. You are I had a hero. Thanking me. I should be telling me saying yeah. like. This is the greatest day of my life. I, I, people are like, I, I've only been to ever one. I never knew how much I missed it until I knew it was gone. And then you also have people call me reporters. So you're and, a silent protector. But I mean, don't lump me in with reporters. I mean, I should not be lumped in with the greats, like the Hunter S. Thompsons, the Walter Cronkites, yeah. the well, Tom Brokals, the Barbara Walters. You're like, up let there. Me, let, let me just be the clown. Anyone no. that writes an article, call me the clown from now on. You're up there, and I'm fine with being your Katie Carrick to your uh, – <laughs> Whatever. What was it with him? Joe, what it was is Brian it? Gumble, right? Brian Gumble. I think they were together. Katie Carroll. Just, just don't call me Brian Williams. Bri- He's a liar. Don't call me late to dinner either. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I actually think it's one of the it's one of the few times people have used their platform to do something good. It's also, <laughs> you know what? Something great. I'm sorry. Something, something great. Put on their platforms. No, they don't. Every not day. like not like saving the average American hundreds of dollars at the ballpark. <laughs> I did pay ten dollars for two dogs the other day. And I did kind of actually get a little angry. You That's should ridiculous. be ten dollars for Five. two dogs. It's stupid. Um, Five dollars a dog. I know a lot of people use their platforms to do good, but none like you. Thank you. No, I really you, appreciate it. You really, and you know what, With Senator Bob Casey. Yeah. I'm not a member of your party, but good on you for responding to Kyle and saving the people of Philadelphia. You also can't vote for re-election because you're in Jersey. Can't vote so for him. I'm in New really Jersey, matter. so it's, it's yeah. a moot point. Now everyone knows what party I'm affiliated with as well. This is I will I will say this: if they don't let me throw out the first pitch of the next Dollar Dog Night, I, I will you, raise hell. You you should a hundred percent. You and Senator Bob Casey should be out there throwing out and the Regina. first pitch. And Regina, yeah, what a professional. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, they never break because it was obviously a little bit in jest, but also serious. I mean, she, I, she can, she can come work for me any day, and I don't own no, a business. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Like honestly, I will. I will raise hell because you should. That was they. They was should at least let you fire the cannon. Would the you launcher. accept that? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Would you rather do that than the first pitch? What would you, if you had your choice, what would you pick? I have a, a bit that I'm going to do during the first pitch. So I'd rather the first pitch because it will go, it will just yeah. extend everything. Okay. 
Um, I, I, I actually think it should be first pitch, and then you should be brought back to fire the cannon. I, I should. I should be. I should be yes. like Pat Burrell, just just smacking the cannon with a purse on my right shoulder. If the Phillies are smart at all, they just let you do it. So this is the you, thing. We were, you I, even we gave had, props to John Middleton. You told you spent the money. They're good. Even though that's I didn't really give, I didn't really give John, props to John, John Middleton. I don't think they would have done it if if we didn't get behind this. If people didn't get behind this, I do not think there would have been another do- another dollar dog night. And I truly believe that. If Senator Bob Casey didn't get behind it as well. You're, oh, yeah, you're exactly right. This wasn't all me. This was once the senator got involved. Okay, that, you know, that's 400,000 followers. Yeah, I mean, you you pounded the table for what you believed in. I made a, I made a call to uh, Dwight Evans before. His clerk sucks. So I didn't. fuck is Dwight Evans? He's uh, he's the he's other a House representative, I think. Oh. I, I think, yeah. Then there, I tried to call Senator Pat Toomey, man. That's like Fort Knox over there. You can't even get through to anyone. I should have called but, uh, Mayor Nutter. But uh, <laughs> Mayor Nutter, I uh, I called yeah, I called uh, Dwight Evans. I think he's House of Representative. He could be Congress. I forget. I I got three people. They're the um, same thing. His clerk just he didn't give me what I needed. Regina gave me what I needed, so I didn't run yeah. with that video. Yeah. Oh, she was great. So that'd be for the lost files. When she started giggling and said, "No, the Nats don't have what Philadelphia has," was great. She's a Philly <laughs> girl through and through. Mm-hmm. So good yeah. on, good on. You know what? Good on Senator Bob Casey and his staff. Yeah, no, you once earned a my month, vote, even though you can't have it. You're right. Once a month, there should be a dollar dog name. I mean, how many games do they play against? You know, the Marlins or the Reds or you know another the, the the pirates when do they come into town like there's a there's a game i, I already know the dollar dog night that it should be it should be a monday game against the marlins and it's either in june or july it's just ridiculous um, that i'm not a phillies fan and if i have the opportunity to go to a dollar dog night i'd go obviously i'm a big boy so you know i like a hot dog every once in a while but i mean i don't want to spend five dollars on a hot dog no uh is baker a phil's fan or is he a islanders fan or a mets fan? uh he's a mets fan okay but he's a flyers fan uh, to be determined. Most we'll okay. see what happens with that. Okay, because I know you guys. I've, con- I've conceded that to her, but she doesn't even give a shit about hockey anymore. Once let me tell you something. Once they become moms, a lot of the shit that they care about doesn't really just kind of <laughs> goes away. Once you become a dad, it kind of just like in- it, it, it kind of builds in you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It, it'll kill me a little inside to see. I, I, I've at, I have you. I have multiple text messages because everyone makes a group about. My entire family is Phillies fans, except for my uncle who converted me. We'll be like, oh, I'm going to get him a Phillies things. And in big red text, I always respond. If you buy something for Baker that has a Phillies logo on it, it will be burnt. <laughs> That's and it has someone bought something, went right in a fire. I was like, there you go. That's that. <laughs> someone knitted him an Eagles and Eagles and Phillies blanket. Oh, and, and I burnt it. Wow, we don't we don't let those colors in this house. That team will not be represented in this house. There's kids in Ghana who would kill for this stuff. Yeah, listen, if I had known the Eagles had quite the market share over there, I would have sent that right to Ghana. Damn. So going forward, anything that is brought to this house that has Phillies logos on it will be sent to Ghana. Hey, if you ever went to a baseball game with your kid and your kid was yelling at Cody Bellinger for nine innings for a ball, oh my god, Cody Bellinger threw him the ball, and and another dad. Or I guess not even a dad, an older gentleman Dodgers fan, grabbed it. Did, couldn't even look your kid in the eyes. Sat down, gave it to his like eighteen-year-old girlfriend. How would you, how would you act? If that was my son and that ball was stolen from him, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm not leaving that. I'm not leaving Citizens Bank Park not in handcuffs. Really, you would yeah, take it the fist. 
kicked the living shit out of that guy. Are you kidding me? The, the guy threw the ball to your kid. Here's the other thing. The, the dad of the kid who missed the catch, that was a good throw. Yes. Get your kid in the backyard, start playing catch a little bit more. That, that responsibility is on you. It's a fair point. <laughs> Excuse me. Second, the guy who picked the ball up and didn't give it to a kid. First of all, if you're giving it to an 18-year-old girl, she's probably still not going to suck it. So just get over it, buddy. You're married and your life's over. Um, if if you're over the age of, I'm going to go ahead and say 16, and you're at okay. a baseball stadium, and you catch a ball, you can enjoy it for an hour or two, check it out, look at it. Just find a kid and give it to him. It means way more to them than it means to you. It's a baseball. It's mm-hmm. cool you caught it, but you know you caught it. Take a selfie, give it away. It means way that, more to that kid than it does to you. That's sitting in that guy's trunk right now. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, it. I still have the baseball I caught with my dad when I was like six. I still have it. And it has the mark on it. You know who hit it? Marlon Anderson. I caught it from Marlon Anderson. He's my favorite baseball player of all time because I caught his he ball. Met. He was a Met. He was also a Philly. He was a Philly when he hit the ball. Hmm. Um, I still have it. It's just a cool memory. And that ball means the world to me. But if I caught a ball today, it wouldn't mean shit to me. I I caught a ball. I mean, if my son was there, I'd obviously give him that. If I caught a second ball, I would simply explain to him, like, you already have a ball. We're going to find somebody else to give this ball to. Sharing is caring, Kyle. Great, great parenting. Gary, you'd be alarmed to know how many grown men bring gloves still to games. Alarm. How many of those grown men are going with their kid, though? I don't see much. I see a lot okay. of like groups of twos, groups of threes. And I'm telling you, these guys have to be at least in their early 20s, maybe even late 20s, some 30s that are bringing gloves to the game. And that's yeah, look, and maybe maybe they just want the thrill of catching it. Maybe they have the best intentions of giving it away, because if you have a glove, you have a much better chance of catching. It's also more badass if you catch a bare hand. Oh, but, always. you know, when my son's old enough and, and we go, I'll bring my glove because then I have a shot to get him what he wants. I would I would do everything I can to get it for him. Oh, glove with a kid, perfectly fine. Yeah, that, uh, glove yeah. with another adult. It's weird. It's weird, but like if the intention is I'm going to catch it, enjoy it, and give it away, I'm still okay with it. The, you know, I don't think a lot of glove adult gloved adults are really uh, giving I, away. I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you, but you know, as a if if you have one ounce of selflessness in you, it it should be a way to give away that ball. Okay, it, well, it means nothing to you. Now, just watched a fifty-five-year-old man is fucking freaking me out. He just keeps walking around. It scares the shit a out of me. Fifty-five-year-old man steal steal a baseball from a little kid. No, you're telling me it wouldn't. Like, walk me through it a little bit because I feel like you have to at least say, "Hey, man, like that oh, was for my it, kid." Because you you heard on Kyle. the video the dad whimpered, like that's for him, like that's for him, that's that's for him. Like, yeah. Buddy, oh, I could barely hear you on the video within minutes. I, I, I mean, minutes, like seconds. If if he took the ball, like when he was going to pick the ball up from the ground, my hand would be on his wrist quickly and be like, you better put that <laughs> ball down, son. I don't care how old that person is. Like, you could be an 85 year old man with a walker and a cane and be like, put the ball down. That's for my kid. You you'll learn this. Eventually, you'll have a kid. And I hope I hope one day you do. I, I remember someone saying to me, like, I love my wife more than anything, and I'll kick the shit out of your wife. I would take a bullet for my kid. Mm. I would I, I would do anything I can to make him as happy as possible. And in that situation, he would have learned a good lesson. You mess with my kid, you catch daddy's fists. Like, oh. I, I'd go right after it real fast. And I'd tell him right away what I did was completely wrong. 
But in the eyes of me and the Lord, it was completely correct. And that guy deserves to be in the hospital. And I'm okay paying bail. And your mother will understand one day. <laughs> I'm sure your mother will definitely understand. Your mother one will day, understand yeah. one day. I, it, it would have quickly, it would have been a very verbal altercation with me very quickly. And if he didn't submit, it would have become very physical very quickly. I, I would be removed. I would have to be. Because yeah. you just, you can't do that to it. It's not fair. I mean, come oh, on. The guy was a complete weasel. If that Both guy's, parties. if that guy listening who gave that ball, he took that ball from that kid, you should be ashamed of yourself. You can go die with the rest of the Cowboys fans <laughs> in the Philadelphia area. If you're a Cowboys fan in Texas, I have no problem with you. The funny thing is, I never thought I would hate the I father hate by the end of that. The I father of the thought- son? Yeah, no, that guy needs to stand up. Because he was, I don't know if you you caught the tweets. He was quoting his kid in in the second tweet. He had a whole tweet thread about it. First, he like... He tagged Cody Bellinger, he tagged the Phillies, he tagged the MLB, and he tagged the Dodgers all in one tweet, trying to get his kid another baseball, slash telling on another grown adult. Then he was like conducting a press conference, basically, where it was like, yes, my son, he, and then he, in quotation marks, it was like, he's just really sad that he didn't catch a baseball from former MVP and MLB all-star Cody Bellinger. I'm like, what is that? working the PR? I was, I was wondering that. Like, he, he actually is a blue check mark. He works for Google and I think product operations and stuff. Yeah. And listen, uh, it, I mean, I still think he was kind of a wet noodle. I understand he's he's kind of he's scrambling to try and make his kid happy. I, I actually don't think the Phillies, the Cody Bellinger, the Dodgers, they don't know that kid anything. Dad should have dad should have done a little bit more for you there, kid. Well, then did you see the Sorry. last tweet where it was like, and I understand how privileged we are to go to MLB games. So I don't want to think we aren't, you know. I was just like, that's where you lost me, Dad. I have no comment on that. I was on your side, and you just lost me. I understand what he's doing, but that's... I just have no comment on that on that last part. That guy... That guy's going to get a puck stolen from him in a Flyers game sometime. <laughs> that, let me tell you something. If someone took a puck from me at a Flyers game... I let them take the puck because Flyers fans are crazy and they'll kill you. <laughs> I understand did I tell, that. Did I ever tell you the story of my dad going to the Subway Series, Mets versus Yankees? No. And they're sitting in the 100 level and a, a foul ball goes kind of near my dad and whatnot. And so he kind of like gets out of his seat and is like going down again. He's like, all right, man, next one's mine. Next one's mine. Another one comes over. Ball goes in between the seats uh, it goes in between the seats. So you know how like the seat comes down? Yeah. When you sit in it. Did someone use it as a weapon? Fans, Yankees fans. This guy's got his hand on the ball in between the seats. Yankees fans are just cranking the seat back and forth, back and forth, telling them to drop it, to drop it. This is a this is grown men in the Bronx in a World Series game for a foul ball. It wasn't a home oh, run for like Oh, it was a World Peter. Series game? Oh, come on. Oh, I'm just saying. There, there's a circumstance there. Hold on. I I still don't agree with weaponizing it. One, I think it's genius out of the Yankees fans because they they had your dad cornered. So, two. And two, it's a World Series game, so the ante goes up a little bit. Kids shouldn't be at the World Series game. It wasn't my pops in between the seats. My dad saw it and said, hey, make sure I don't go and get a foul ball anymore. But, I mean, it's fucking hilarious that the Yankees fans are just in the 100 levels. We're not in the bleacher creatures in the 400 levels. These are guys that actually probably paid like $5,000 for a ticket, and they're weaponizing the bleak, uh, the seat. 
It's all time, though. It's, uh, it's industrious people up there. Um, one thing about it, though, I mean, and again, just to kind of put a bow on this, guys, if you catch a foul ball, it's a baseball. You've touched them a billion times. There's nothing special about it. It's a fucking baseball. What if it was a boob? What do you mean? What You, t- you said you touched it a, a, a million times. What if it was a boob oh, that I mean, was hitting to right field? With consent, boobs are the greatest thing in the world to touch. So, come on. What are we doing what about here? The, what about the fellowship of the ring? What about the know, elder I, wand? I don't oh, you're, know. Not Harry, you're not a Harry Potter guy. I'm a Harry Potter guy. Oh. Those are all Sorry. fake, though. They're not real. What about the snitch? That would be pretty cool. I, when I went to get my uh, my ring, I picked out my wedding ring. The like, lady goes, what do you want? And I'm like, I want, uh, I literally <laughs> want the ring. <laughs> like, my ring, if you look at this, you would think I have a prop from the Lord of the Rings. That's what I wanted. <laughs> you're the precious. I have precious, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big... Uh, I'm a big look around uh, in the rows. You know, I spot like two or two little kids because, dude, instant karma. Yeah, um, I would say. I mean, I'd love my moment in the sun if the Mets hit a home run in CBP and I caught it and I didn't throw the ball back and I just gave it to another Mets fan. It's kind of like a just desserts thing. I've That's also cool. I've also thought about like if I caught a Phillies home run. Would I throw it back on the field at CBP? But then I'm just asking for people to hate me. So oh, I think about that. I think it would be really funny to do it because it would be the ultimate like fuck you to the Philadelphia fans. But I wouldn't do that to you. That's that's me again. That's me asking my ass kicked. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I Dodgers mean, fan caught a home run on Sunday, and people were obviously like, "Throw it back, throw it back." And he's like, "Fuck no!" And I, yeah, I, I mean, think they actually respected it. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you do anything that's reasonable, it's fine. But if I would, if I like, you know, Bryson Stott hits a home run right at me, and I catch it and I fire it back on the field. There's not gonna be a lot of people happy with me. The kid should have deserved that ball. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you who doesn't deserve a ball. Doc Rivers. Oh yeah, I we, I know we got off t- uh, off topic with this. Fuck this guy. I think I told you I hate Doc Rivers more than any coach I've ever. This is a very hateful podcast for me. I, I hate Doc Rivers more than any professional athlete, coach, or figure in the world. And I hope to God he gets traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, according to sources, I think this was Mark Stein, uh, pretty plugged in. There was a guy named Jerry. He had one R in his name. He actually had a, a, a quote that was um, the uh, at, the, at the NBA pre-draft camp. There's a lot of hot rumors that Doc Rivers is going to be traded to the Lakers and Mike D'Antoni is going to take his place. People... In the Sixers beat writers uh, basically uh, tore that apart and uh, quoted the Sixers as saying Doc Rivers is going nowhere. But then now you have Mark Stein and you've had Woj and you've had uh, Ramona Shelburne, like people that actually carry weight in the NBA zone. Now talking about this, I haven't heard about Windy yet. I don't know about Windy yet. Oh, yeah. There's been no Windy with the deal zone, yeah. but he'll get he'll come in the end when the when we're in the deal zone. Oh, perfect. So. According to Mark Stein, suspicious suspicions persist in league coaching circles. The Lakers have not completely abandoned hope that Philadelphia's Doc Rivers becomes unexpectedly available. Despite the recent insistence from Sixers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, that Rivers will be back in Philly next season. Now, Daryl Morey is working overtime with these with these leaks. How many uh, championships has Daryl Morey won? That's a big old goose egg. Yeah, so... Just get him the foot. Listen, just any any way possible, get Doc out of here. You can send him bead with him. Just get that asshole out of here. Get out of here. Stop. I know yep, you don't nope. mean that. I, I know you don't mean that. I don't really mean it. But yeah, I, I'm 
I'm fine with this. I hope it happens. I don't love the Dan Tony thing, but yeah, coming from yeah, like a, probably a, a one year. That's probably like a one and done year for him because he's like 75, isn't he? <laughs> Uh, no, it's probably like a five-year deal, and he probably gets through three of them. Bring back um, Ronnie Brown. Yeah, might as well. Bring back uh, uh, Phil Jackson. Let's see if Phil Jackson still has some left in the tank. Let's see if uh, Pat Riley still has some left in the tank. I mean, I would it take just, Spo. It doesn't – yeah, okay. Uh, anyone in the NBA would take Spo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the thing is with this like with, with this whole doc stuff, and then if D'Antoni was to take over, it just feels like we're in the same boat two years ago. Yep. It's, it's a guy – who's had a lot of success, a lot of what-ifs in his career. You had Steve Nash getting bumped by Robert Ory in the 2007 uh, Western Conference Finals. Obviously, Amari Stoudemire, Boris Diaw get uh, get suspended for games, uh, I think it was 6-7. and seven. They lose 4-2 to two against the Spurs. Spurs go on to win it. Then you have Chris Paul get hurt in the uh, Houston Rockets fi- uh, Conference Finals against the Warriors with KD, and they took them to 7 uh, after they were up 3-2. And... You know, it's just it's a lot of what ifs for for Mike D'Antoni, but yeah, it would be interesting to see an offensively minded coach with uh with Joel Embiid, uh, an offensively minded coach with James Harden. I mean, 2018 Harden will never be there. Their MVP James Harden will never be there. But it'd be interesting to see, you know, if he could open up this offense a little bit. Maybe you know he likes to play rookies, supposedly rookies with high potential and and and, and showing promise. He won't bury them on the bench for DeAndre Jordan. Or bury them on the bench for for George Hill, so that's good to good to see. Um, good thing about Doc Rivers is the Lakers don't have a first round pick until twenty twenty five, so he has to worry about burying anyone on the. Uh, there you go. Um, and there's also news that the Nets aren't going to flex the pick this year, so the Eagles. I mean, I'm sorry, the Sixers do have a first round pick. Yeah, so the the Nets aren't thought of. This was reported by Kyle Newbeck to uh they're going to defer the Sixers draft pick. So the dr- Sixers will have the 23rd pick this year in 2022. The Sixers are already preparing like they will. Uh also a little bit of news that was added on today. Bradley Beal's many believed, but it kind of confirmed it today. Bradley Beal's expected to sign his extension, so that kind of throws a sign wrench in the plans. Really? I, I yeah, I don't know how that works in terms of like between James Harden, I don't, but if he's going to sign an extension, it's going to be the richest contract in NBA history, which is fine. He's 29 years old, he deserves it. Um, he's 29. Yeah, he's 29. I didn't know that. I thought he was a little yeah. bit younger than that. No, nah, he's 29, but he, he's not. But he's, you know, he, he's he's been relatively healthy the last couple of years, uh, hit or miss. But he's been relatively healthy, and he's shut down because they suck this year. Yeah, but, but uh, Daryl Daryl Morey came out a couple of weeks ago. He has some grand plan to acquire another star, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So we, I mean, is, is, is that Donovan Mitchell the star? Who knows? He did say he wanted somebody who was close to the end of their deal. I believe Donovan Mitchell is a free agent in 2024. I so would, that would be my pick. I would take Donovan Mitchell. So you would probably deal. have to give away. You'd probably have to give away Maxi. Um, He's beloved in the Sixers organization. I, you know, if it's let's say it's a combination of Matisse pick swaps your pick and Tobias, you don't think there's any way that gets that done? Um, You know, it would be nice to, you know, they'll have their first this year. Like you said, they'll have Thibel. They won't get rid of Harden. Swaps. Swaps are key here because you can, you can't trade your picks, but you can give away pick swaps, yeah, which I don't know how much value they hold. Um, But you could also, I mean, you could say I'm not, I, I'm not going to trade you the first round pick, 
because if you trade the pick, then you you kind of extend that time out. You could draft and trade, and basically in an agreement. You know what I mean? Similar to the Mikel Bridges thing, like I'm going to draft this player and then just trade him to you. And that's not you trading your pick; you're trading a prospect. So, yeah, um, they would probably look, get this I, deal done before. They would probably try to get this this deal done before they. Uh, I'm sure, but they they might let it the they might let it go through. I, I I don't know, but if they could find a way to, I mean, listen, if you're if you're coming into this season with the combination of Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, and whatever you're going to get out of James Harden, putting yourself in a position, I don't know what the positions would look like, but. I think you're putting yourself in a position to win, especially because, like, you even know this and you don't watch any of the playoffs. Everybody's fucking injured. Yeah. Like, like these, th- like. But physical floor, like, floor positioning, I guess it doesn't really matter in the NBA anymore because they play positionless basketball yeah. is what I hear on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I also don't think this is a, a podcast where we break down, you know, physical positioning and floor spacing for the two. No, but uh, my assumption is that Maxi Harden and. Donovan Mitchell all either a one or a two, correct? Mm-hmm. So you you, you yeah. still need a small forward. You still need a power forward. So I I just maybe it doesn't make the most sense to get him. I mean Bradley Beal kind of gives you the same exact issue because he's a one or a, he's a two, correct? Yeah, but it's kind of like you just star you're just star hunting until you and then you figure it out. You fill you fill the necessary. I mean uh, Maxi would be a hell of a six man off the bench if that's what you had to use him for. No, I think Maxi. I think Maxi is never going to be. I think Donovan Mitchell can play the two. Maxi can play the one and beat, and then you'll you'll find a three and four. Danny Green's obviously going to be back well, by the All Star break. Harden is what then? See, I, I Harden is the, the 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 conundrum right now. I guess he has to stay. So, like, is he? Are we just going to go? Sm- well, it's not necessarily small ball. I see. I don't know. Like, I'm but that's not, a Dantoni thing. Enough. It's a Dantoni thing. It wasn't four he out first? around Embiid. I mean, wasn't that kind of his thing? He put Covington at the five. Yeah, there was like four out, and then yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then Covington. So four out. I don't know. Beat, but, I don't but, know. Uh, I, the, as a guy who doesn't watch a lot of basketball, that's my official statement. I don't know. <laughs> by the way, they would have their 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 first round pick this year. They would have their first round pick next year. The Sixers as well. So you could you could package two first rounders. You, you can't package, trade back to back years. How do you know all this shit? I just pay a lot of attention to things. I feel like you can. I don't think you can trade back to back years. Back-to-back picks in NBA. NBA, therefore, used a step-in rule, which states that the team cannot trade its first-round pick in consecutive years. Look at you with the step-in rule. You're yeah. so fucking smart. No big deal, guys. I, I don't watch, but I know. Um, so they have theirs in 2024, too. Okay. So they have maybe they have things that they can do. So maybe it's not as doom and gloom as we all think it is for the Sixers, but get that piece of shit Doc Rivers the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's that's my official statement on your team, your town, your Philadelphia 76ers. I love saying that. I'm just I, – I, I told you I'm not getting emotionally available uh, – emotionally – making myself <laughs> emotionally, emotionally available. Okay. No, I'm not emotionally intelligent. I'm not making myself emotionally available until the Sixers make the Eastern Conference Finals. It's fine. I, I actually think you need that because you were very sad this off, this whole this whole season. Sad team. I felt bad for you. As a guy who didn't sad. watch, I felt bad for you. But sad. let's talk about things that make us happy. Do we have any other major topics here? Let me go over it for one second. Yeah, oh, I want to play one game with you. Oh, yeah. Let me hear him. So you're a big NBA draft guy. Huge NBA draft guy. Um, I want you to pick these names, these NBA draft prospects by names, all real. Okay. I want you to judge them on their name 
relative to their Hall of Fame potential just based off of their name. All right, so I'm going to change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a scale. Okay. Bust, Hall of Famer, Sixth Man of the Year, Role Player. Okay, I like it. There you go. First one, Jaden Ivey. Hall of Famer. Okay. It's a hell of a name. It's a great name. Yeah, it's like Jaden a Dwayne Ivey. Wade. It just, yeah. it just rolls off the tongue. Can't beat that. Jaden Ivey from three. Good. Boom. I. Uh, what's that? meme i'm gonna yell bam so fucking loud right now motherfucking loud yeah yeah you can hear mike green mike breen but okay sure whatever that's fine uh chet holmgren bust okay so that's probably gonna be the number one overall pick bust (laughs) chet holmgren played at umass with you same okay i go back hall of famer um (laughs) same thing with the trent mcduffie name yes just not a not a name that's gonna play well in mm-hmm. pro sports, so yeah, Chet Holmgren and and and, uh, and Trevor should be holding a spoon. Chet right? sounds like a fat guy who plays a banjo in a blue gla- bluegrass band. So it's like, sorry, Chet, you could I'm be sure right. You're very good. You could be right. He he hunches when he runs. It's 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 uh, a lot of people. You, did you guys ever use the word galoot? No, we call someone a big galoot. Chet sounds like a galoot. Is that a? That's not a good thing. Uh, yeah, it's not a good. Th- I, you know what? It could not be PC. So if I offended anybody by saying "galoot," I apologize. I actually want to show you what Chet Holmgren looks like so that you can actually, because I think it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, share the screen here. We have technology. It's just dead air to the people. Yeah, that guy He's, sucks. Yeah, played at Gonzaga. He's long. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Am I the only person that sees producer Jason in that picture? Okay. <laughs> it's a big, <laughs> it's a, it's a big PJ guy. I'm back in on, on Chet. <laughs> oh, I'm back in on Chet. What do you want to, what, what's Chet now? What's it going to be now? Most likely a sixth man of the year. I wrote a, wrote a letter of recommendation to our boy PJ and he got into Temple grad school for good for him. Hey, there we go. Uh, shout out to PJ. That's Wherever for Water Boys 1.0 people. He'll be back um, one day. One day we'll just have him back. That's true. Uh, Paolo Banchero. Is he a Euro? No. Role player. Wow. Yeah. From Duke. Role player. Okay. Hates right. kids. Nikola Jovic. MVP. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Probably be an MVP at some point. Probably beat out a sixer. He's an, he's an ex-elf MVP right there. How like do you change your name if you're Nikola Jovic? No, you roll with it and hope people don't notice that they're automat- they're accidentally voting for the wrong spelling. <laughs> he could just be he could be an MVP winner on phonics in itself. That would be awesome if they written yeah. they, they wrote in votes and they're like I can't tell if this was Nikola Jovic or Nikola Jokic. Yeah, let's give. They it don't Jovic. teach phonics in schools anymore, so. Actually, Embiid's going to win next year because of all the all the votes that go to Jovic. Yeah. It's great. MVP for real. Keegan Murray. Bust. Okay. From That's Iowa. It. Sounds like it. Yeah. He was, uh, not white, Iowa, he was either from Iowa or Dublin, so. <laughs> Keegan Murray, white or black? You just said he wasn't white, so I'm going to Fuck, go I didn't black. know if you heard me. All yeah. right, fine. Uh, Ty Ty Washington. 
that's a six man of the year kind of name right there. I a like tie, that. Yes, a little tie tie off the bench. Yeah, that's yeah. a good name. He could be a six man. I can see the pieces now being or, written. Tie tie Washington's really come along. Or a high end role player where it's like no, but you know, they don't have a lot of cap space. But the Sixers went out and they signed tie tie Washington to be their sixth seventh guy off the bench. Little little He's stretch for a championship team. I like that. Yeah. All right, last one. Okay. Kofi Cockburn. Uh, Madden create a player. <laughs> it's a real person. Uh, yeah, I know. It's up there with Precious Achua. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he's 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 probably gonna like play for some nonsense team and be good. He'll probably play for like Memphis or Kings. Toronto or what's another Minnesota teams that really just don't matter that much, but somehow find themselves to be good. He'll be like a role player on one of those teams and be like, say, watch yeah. out for this guy. No, you don't. He sucks. Yeah, well, that's my uh, NBA draft prospects by name. Perfect. That you just rated. Yeah, I love that. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm skipping what's trending this week because if you go on what's trending on Twitter, it's all it's all very depressing. Um, yeah. And and I'll just go ahead and say our our thoughts are with the people of uh, Texas and the community that was uh, ravaged by the school shooting. So we'll 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 stay away from that topic that week, but we will be back. Let's finish out with a little top five greatest holiday, second greatest holiday of the year coming up uh, Memorial day. And I think we've had a hard time defining what we're saying. (laughs) It's top five favorite things you like to do on Memorial day weekend. That's all it is. Okay. Um, I'll I'll do my best. I went, who went first? You did. Okay. So you're up. I listen. I like to do sea aisle. Fair. I'm listen, man. I like to shut the dead dog down. I like the guys on the acoustic guitars. Need a polo or a blank t-shirt. That's true. That's true. Can't you have a graphic design or a hat. No hats. No hats. No hats. Put that thing. You you you, you snap it to your uh, to your pants. I've had, to, had to do that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I like. I love the fact that you, it's your dead dog over Ocean Drive to shut it down. Yeah. OD's cool. I think it's more of a younger crowd. It's cold okay. in there. It's always dead. really cold in there. So what's the dead dog crowd? Is it like a thirties crowd? No, I would say dead dog actually just ranges. I think, and it's it's also Can I ask you uh, a question. They, Hold on one second. They have napkins, uh, which at the end of the night, they play oh. Coldplay's, uh, one of Coldplay's songs, Tear Stream, Fix You. Uh, and then, that's, and uh, that's Tear when song. It, when, it, uh, when it starts, like the, the drums start coming in and it, and it drops the beat, everyone throws napkins up in the air. And so there's two floors. So like napkins will be raining down. Yeah. Everyone's down there. Napkins. And it's just, you know, it's a stupid tradition, but it's tradition. I just like the, the, the name called dead dog and i feel like they probably have a good logo so if you're there this weekend grab me a t-shirt grab your boy a t-shirt okay i'm not gonna be that's that's my later my later pick okay next time you go to dead dog hook your boy up bexel um my number one or if you've listened to water boys 1.0 it's the philly 500 i live for the philly 500 i really do i i know it's stupid to rank songs that came out 40 to 50 years ago over an entire four-day period, but I'm a sucker for a ranking. And when you talk classic rock, I'm a big classic rock guy. If it's not Dave Matthews, I'm listening to Crave it, uh, classic rock. So I, I love the Philly 500. What does classic rock become? Like, does it become well, even classic rock? Uh, even I don't more know. I feel like it needs to be like redefined because I remember when we had Andre Gardner on, we asked him that question. He said very quickly there was a year, there was like an associated years of classic rock. And then he told you how they would start playing like Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and they started sprinkling these things in, thinking they would get a decent amount of uh, pushback, but they never did. So they just kind of kept 
pushing the envelope. So my question is, like, in three or four years, am I just going to hear American Idiot on MGK? Could. If I hear American Idiot before I hear one Dave song, I protest. Okay. I'm just saying that. I mean, Foo Fighters is officially, like, on the Philly 500 list now. So we're kind of getting into that into that into that scale of scale of time. So we'll we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, but I love the Philly 500. It's great. It's it's awesome. If you get to cut if you get to catch it, I mean, I never thought I'd ever know 500 classic rock songs. I I probably could say I know 90% of that list and I'm shocked. Saturday's the best day, too. Okay. Because All it's right. like it's like a little bit not deep tracks, but kind of like secondary hits. Mm-hmm. Saturday's a great day. Okay. Cool. Uh, number two to power, power two hitter. Drink beers. What kind of beers are you going with on Memorial Day weekend? It's a light beer weekend. Yeah, it's definitely a light beer weekend. I'm a big Corona guys. Once, once, once yeah. the once it gets below uh, above seven seventy degrees, Corona comes out. I will drink Coronas in the winter time too. I'm not one of those guys. I'm I'm a nice coffee in the winter. I'm a nice coffee in the summer. It doesn't really matter. I to love me. iced coffee. It's the best. Uh, it is the best. But Coronas is my favorite summer beer. Uh, I don't think it makes me feel fat. Doesn't make me feel, you know, it mm-hmm. still makes me feel light on my feet. If I First go extra, if I go light. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm, I've become a Miller light guy over the last few weeks just because the team, the team beer for softball is Miller light. I actually owe a 30 shout out me for going over three. Oh, I'm and sorry. I, to hear. Went, I went over three. I, you know, I had, I had home run power two weeks ago and now I'm just swinging for the fences. I got to get back in the shop, shorten the swing, choke up on the bat. Start putting the ball in play again. I, my launch angle is way off, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really assess what I got going on here. I love that the boys are holding you accountable. That sounds like a championship team over there. At six and zero, we're six and zero. Right. The boys right. are buzzing. I told you one word. We're a wagon. Um, that was three words. Um, my number two is I love the smoked meat. Make a nice little smoked meat. You have all day. I'm already listening to the radio all day. My Memorial Day is a lot different than what your Memorial Day is. You know, I'm a more of a homebody. You're you're probably going out having a good time. I want to smoke some meat, maybe a brisket, maybe some ribs, maybe a nice pork shoulder. Nothing different, like it. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. I like yeah. this, and that's why this podcast works. Damn right it does. So you're gonna hate this because I'm gonna take I'm gonna take number three from away from you. Nothing. Sometimes the city. Oh just, yeah. It, it everyone leaves, and you know no, what? You go to your favorite bar. Sports. And bar? you just sit down and you uh and, and you just crush some beers with the bartender. Nothing you know, wrong they're, with that. Because they're still there, you know? Just because it's Memorial Day weekend doesn't mean they don't, you know, take off. Yeah. And you know what? Going to a bar when there's no one else there is a great time. Parking wherever you want. You can notice it. Oh, the city, the city that's clears out, and sometimes it's it's just fun. Maybe there's like two or three other people there that are just, you know, also drowning their sorrows because they don't want to do anything. Nah, we're not drowning our sorrows. Okay. Maybe you're not drowning your sorrows. Maybe one guy is. You just give him a nice little uplifting, uplifting, uplifting day. It's a good time. Nothing wrong with a good bar gonna, friend. Not going to do that. Not no. going to do that. I'm not going like to talk to him. I feel like the bar, the bar. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, sausages. Okay. So I'm saying sausages, and I wrote down in my notes they're better than hot dogs. Now this is a big hot dog podcast because we brought back the dollar dog night. I think they should bring dollar fifty sausages into play. More expensive meat in general, but. You just grill up some sausages and peppers and onions. It's a great meal. It's an all-American Memorial Day meal. Sausages. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, breaking news, uh, Joel Embiid officially uh, gets second team All-NBA. So that's what I was sad about. Now we're sad again. Now we're sad again. But hey, I got to bring it back. Got to bring it back, okay? Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. 
Yours are sausages? Sausages. Okay. Um, this one might surprise you. Okay. I like a nice wedding on Memorial Day weekend. Fuck you. I don't like a good wedding at any time. So I think I still think I think you're over wedding phase. I'm still in wedding phase. I actually have a wedding this weekend, my first ever Memorial Day weekend. Good. For, um, so this is your fir- this, you're putting this on the list since the first time. It's the first time. I think I'm going to really like it. I, well, okay. I'm the best man. So, you know, uh, but, well, yeah, that's going to be fun. But the thing is, I've if you're become, in a wedding, it's a lot more fun to go to that wedding. True. I agree 100 percent. Yeah. Um, I've become a big wedding on non-major holidays. So like a New Year's Eve. Give me a wedding. I mean, I'm not going to be doing much. Open a Memorial Day weekend, July Fourth, Flag Day, all the major holidays. Labor eh. Day, I can, I could do that. I could do a wedding on Labor. Maybe not because it's the last week of the shore, but yeah, I'll do, I'll do one on. on I don't, uh, I don't want my holiday weekends taken away from me by commitment. That's my whole thing. Okay, so you're not a Memorial Day weekend wedding guy. No. What about I, New Year's Eve wedding day guy? I would do that. Okay. That's fine with me because I okay. New Year's New Year's Day is a few gazy holiday anyway. Um, I know you don't have this. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with the sentimental one. Oh. Uh, I love hanging out with uh, a specific member of my family. They're big Philly 500 guys. You know, a little shout out Aunt Stacy, Uncle Frank, Dan, Pat, Ryan, and Aaron. I had I that love- one on my list. No, oh, no way. Did you? You had, the, yeah. you had the Dons on there? Yeah. I love hanging out with those guys on, on uh, Memorial Day weekend. We listen to Philly 500. We smoke weeds. We Smoke weed, not weed. Smoke meats, make sausages. I thought you said weed. No, we smoke meats. Oh. <laughs> make sausages. I think it came out as weed. Do not smoke weed. Please don't drug test me. Um, yeah, it's just it's good times. It's just it's grew up uh, across the highway from each other, and we have a good time. So it's one of my so favorite like things to hang to out. You like to you like to smoke meats, but you also like to hang out with people and smoke meats again. I got to get a ruling on that. I don't know if that. Works. Well, it's just specific. We don't have to smoke weed. Meats or or uh, eat sausages. I I could do those on my own time. I could do those on Saturday and see them on Sunday. Okay, but All I right. guarantee the Philly Five Hundred's playing the whole time. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, can I just take eating food for my fifth one? Yeah, it's great because it's kind of been the theme of mine. It's not been the other two. <laughs> I just like eating food. I I like uh I like potato burgers. Salad's good. I like dogs. Potato salad. I like some corn. Uh, Give barbecue me- chicken. Give me your give me your Memorial Day plate. Uh burger, a side, a dog. Now what side are we talking? Baked, what de- baked we beans? Talking? What kind of side are we talking? Like a macaroni right. salad, potato salad? See, I'm not a macaroni salad guy. Maybe potato salad. Potato salad's okay. gonna be bad. Some can be good and others can be bad. I agree. What about a deviled yeah. egg? Do you like a good deviled egg? Oh, a deviled egg. Nothing oh. better than a nice deviled egg. A good deviled egg on a at a picnic is paprika. Is, is, uh-huh. Mm. Let me tell you a little secret to deviled eggs. A little bit of horseradish in there. Give it a little mm. bit of spice to it. That's that's the play on a deviled egg. Uh, like and my last, my last pick is the college lacrosse final four. Wow. Yeah. Topical. That, yes, listen. I don't watch a ton of college lacrosse just because it's it doesn't it doesn't really lend itself well to TV. But I will I will 100 percent tune in to the college lacrosse final four, probably for about you know, the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter. No fireworks from either of us. Uh, is Memorial... Uh, see, fireworks to me is always more of a 4th of July thing. Yeah, I think it's just a summer thing in Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, it's I mean, fireworks thing. Fireworks go... I mean, well, fireworks are gunshots. That You know how you <laughs> like to play shit or mud? Yeah. You could also play fireworks or gunshots. 
You're good. You're good. Yeah, uh, fireworks are so overrated. <laughs> no, one good fireworks show a year is good. You know what the problem is? Um, being a Disney adult, and I hate the fact that I have to say that. Like, <laughs> if you go, like, there's fireworks every night. I haven't seen the fireworks in Disney in like ten years. Really? I'm out of there by then. I'm yeah, not watching just, that bullshit. Just not, not. Never was a fireworks guy. I used to be scared of them when I was younger, and now it's I loud. just don't care about them. It's the noise. I still like one good fireworks show a year. I'm in for. I want a fireworks show, and I want to see him from a mile away. That's fine. You still get to see him, though. I'll just go on my roof and watch him for the art museum. Still fine. Fine by me. You're still watching it. All right. Um, I think that's everything. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything else you want to get off your chat on your chest on? on get today's? on my chest or off my chest? Off on. In. I just I just want to say you know it's Somewhere a travesty that Joel Embiid can make second team All NBA uh, for the second year in a row, and and one day. People are going to look back on this season and the season last year. And by that time, there will probably be changes to the All-NBA voting. And we are going to look at it and say, I can't believe we took away two first-team All-NBA selections from Joel Embiid, one of the best, one of the top five players in the NBA. NBA figured it out. And that's why we celebrate Memorial Day. Thank you very much for listening to the Water Boys podcast presented by Crossing Broad. We'll talk to you next week. Uh-huh.